Welcome to the Nine to Kai podcast where we call out our burnout habits and begin creating a life in which we can enjoy our existence beyond what we do and we learn more about who we are. All right, y'all, I'm just jumping right into this because there's so much I can say on this topic. In fact, I think this is a topic that a lot of people struggle with and that's why they don't engage in their burnout recovery or their burnout repair and they just stay stuck in this pattern because undoing some of the these habits will piss other people off like that is just a reality of changing the things that burn us out is that there will be people and ourselves that will lose the benefits of the habits that sustained our burnout And so like when we think about what we need to keep in mind when we are experiencing loneliness in the midst of burnout repair, this is a both us and them scenario. It is very dialectical in that this equally has to do with our perceptions of conflict, our perceptions of our role in people's lives, our perceptions of how we exist. And it also has to deal with and the way that we shaped others. And it also has to do with their perceptions of our relationship, of relationships as a whole. And I give you that caveat as we start out because I want you to remember, and this is something that whenever I teach interpersonal effectiveness skills, we have to keep in mind that you can do everything by the book. You can lay out your boundaries in the most effective way possible. And they may still react like a butthole that that's the name of the game and that's because we cannot control the reactions of other people and I hate that I wish that there was some sort of like magic wand in order to undo that but that's just the reality is that you can be as skillful and effective as possible and their reaction will not match the level of intention and skill and thought that you put into implementing these boundaries, implementing the things that you need to do for your burnout repair. And that's like why the reactions of others need to be a data point, not the deciding factor in determining whether what we're doing to manage and prevent and repair our burnout is working for us. And this goes right into that first major point that we need to think about when we are experiencing loneliness or changes in relationships in the midst of our burnout repair. And that's realizing that we need to give people space to adjust to our no. So that again, we need to give people space to adjust to our no. Because if people, and I talked about this in the in last week's episode, if people are used to us being one way, I mean, this happens, and I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like the idea that if you knew me, and I've been blonde for majority of my life, I've been adding a little bit of brunette in, but like, I've been like a blonde. And then next time you see me for coffee, if I have bright red hair, you're going to need space to adjust to how you're seeing me. And my hair color doesn't impact you at all. So if that decision shocks somebody's nervous system enough to where they need an adjustment period, when I'm beginning to say no or or act differently or see things differently or behave differently, and it can impact their life, they're going to need time to adjust. You know, if you have always picked up the phone when somebody has called and they go to your voicemail more often, 
they are going to need an adjustment and also for them to work in themselves that this change isn't about them. It might be a little bit or a lot, but you know what I mean? Like it is their reaction can't be our determining factor because a lot of us have relied on that external validation, external confirmation to be our deciding factor. And that's only perpetuated our cycles of burnout. And that goes into the bias that we bring when we are recovering from burnout and then also how our relationships have changed. We have to be mindful of how the reactions of others and our history with change impacts how we're the narrative that we carry when we're making changes. If we are somebody that has historically endured a lot of negative feedback whenever making changes, or if we have been invalidated when deciding things that work for us, or if that adjustment to somebody's no has been far to our no has been really distressing, we have to begin shifting the narrative as to what those broken relationships, that loneliness means. Because we have every right to grieve the way that people disappoint us. We have every right to be upset at those that don't take our changes gracefully, that don't grow with us, that aren't willing to be on our ride of change in our lives. We have every right to grieve that and to be upset at what we lose. What we don't need to do, though, is then add that to the narrative that our change is bad, that us being selfish is negative or with ill intent. And this is because for many of us that are burnt out, there's an element of perfectionism and people pleasing that comes into play. And again, it's going to that reliance or that idea that our safety is determined by how other people receive our changes. And when we outwardly lose relationships out of those changes, our body and brain are going to register that as dangerous. And so it makes sense that if in the past when you've made these changes for the better or made changes that are really a game changer for your life, but you've lost many people at the same time, it makes sense where your distress lies. And this is an opportunity to shift the narrative. And when we undergo those changes, and when we lose these relationships, and sometimes it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, we have to then invest in in finding our people and investing in new people. And this goes to a metaphor that we talk about a lot in Radically Open DBT, and it's the idea of being on a cruise ship. And back in the day before like Facebook and all that, people would go on cruises or these like resort sort of trips, and they would end up partnering up or buddying up with somebody. And you would have this amazing time with everyone and you would have this like rip roaring, you know, party, and then you would leave the boat. And y'all probably wouldn't speak to each other again. And it didn't mean that the time that you had together was awful. It just meant that it was designed for that period of time. 
And that's really what happens in our relationships as we continue to grow through life, as we continue to grow, as we continue to change. We have to recognize that the people that have been with us thus far might not be the ones that move forward with us. And that can be sad. That's like why we talk about grieving. That's why we talk about honoring the sadness that comes with that change and with the loneliness that comes with it. And we can't have that assumption that all people are going to screw us over moving forward. We have to find our people that will require vulnerability, that will require putting ourselves out there, that will require some deal of exposure to rejection. And in fact, out of all of this, at least in my life, what I have learned is that there are friends and relationships in my life that have weathered the storms of my changes. They have gone with the ups and downs. They have tolerated, you know, they have tolerated my nose. They have adjusted to everything along the way. And there are other people that joined me in the midst of my change that were essential for sustaining my change. Especially, I think back to when I opened my own practice and I had to, because the group practice I was in was sort of like an insular community within itself, I had to go out, find people that understood where I was coming from, where I was going, and that were open to coming with me along the way. And I, and I had to, you know, I had to challenge some assumptions that were made about me. And that is sometimes part of the change. You know, it's letting people know that this is what we're doing to repair our burnout. This is what we're doing to repair our lives moving forward. And maybe the version of us they've known it's now a new one. And maybe what we assumed of other people when we were caught up in our burnout, we have to let go too. But when we find those people and when we find people that get where we are, where we want to be and where we're going, that is so clutch for us moving forward in our burnout recovery. We need people that have been there and have moved forward. We need people that are there and are working alongside us. And we need to know that the antidote for loneliness is further connection, but quality connection. For listening to the podcast this week, if this or any episode has made an impact on you, I would greatly appreciate a review. Um, send this podcast to somebody that you know, any sort of support for the podcast, like it just makes my heart light up. It's more appreciated than you even imagine. So make sure you give it a review, make sure you share it. And as always, have the week you're going to have. I'm just so thankful for y'all. See you next week.